With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. The following program contains names, places, and events that have been anonymized or fictionalized for the purposes of protection and safety. The following program is provided for entertainment purposes only, and any commentary from the hosts are strictly conjecture and should not be held as making any definitive statements about the truth or identity of any particular individuals or circumstances. If you or a loved one are involved in an abusive relationship, please call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233 for support. Hello, dating detectives. Hi, Hannah. Hi, my beautiful long mermaid hair girl. Mackenzie got extensions <laughs> touched up. Well, I had my extensions. They were the 18 inches, and these are the 22 inches, and I feel like a mermaid. <laughs> mm, no, you see, they There's look just gorgeous. something. I love doing little things for your confidence. It just gives you a little boost, you know? A lot oh, of yeah. Also, chop like off their hair, I add length. <laughs> I love it. I mean, it's like, there's nothing like a hair flip. I know, right? The best way to leave a room. I'm really excited for today's episode, but it, even though it's like a part two from last week, I feel uh, like it's a whole different episode. Do you remember it feels where we like left a different, off? Yeah, it feels like a different story with a different couple, but it, it is really the same does. couple. It really does. I mean, we'll do, should we do the recap now? Let's just recap last week's. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, that's part one of this story where Joey, our guest, told us the first half of this whole doozy of a story. Go back, but we will recap it for everybody right now. So where'd we leave off? Let's think. So he came back and told her he was in the CIA. Good Lord. Yeah. So this guy, she met him on Tinder, I believe. He wined and dined her, was very wealthy, seemed very wealthy, was really into crypto, invested other people's crypto, and said he was like a billionaire. He, She was like, okay, this is great. And then he invested her money, people in her lives, in her life, So their money. many people lost their money with this guy. Like, yeah. they lost their asses because of this guy. And that, like, yeah, he, people's life savings— Oh, it's so sad when this happens. So yeah, I guess he had like a bot that automatically traded the crypto, but the bot- The bot died. Died. <laughs> um, the bot malfunctioned. And then like, it was it was a mess. And then now there's so, like a yeah. whole different like part of the story that like is just, this is a whole new episode. Like I know. But it's really, it's really a part two, I promise. So where, yeah. So then they break up. She- goes through like COVID and meets another guy. They have a baby together, but then she finds out he was cheating on her. This is another story. So when where we're picking up is where she is now a new mom dealing with postpartum and has just been in another terrible relationship. So our dogfish comes back into her life when she is quite vulnerable. Mind you, she still doesn't know like what happened with the crypto. Like he's just like, my bot died. And she's like, I guess we Can all we lost call money. it crypto fish? Crypto fish comes back crypto and all of a sudden he's in, the, he's in the friggin' CIA. Like, yeah, okay, fella. Okay, yeah. right. But 
Also, on a a little bit more serious note, we want to recognize a member of the Dating Detectives family. Her name is Zoe, and she was an amazing fan of the Dating Detectives, someone who we love, and she passed earlier this month, and we want to memorialize her on this show. We want to dedicate this episode to her. Yeah, she's was a listener from the beginning and we the show is so important to us and we know it's so important to so many of you. So to lose one of our very first fans is really heartbreaking. So we're sending love to her family and to all of you. And we are memorializing her right here, right now in the history forever and ever. She will be here on this episode. So I kind of love that. Yeah. Are you ready to get into the second part of this episode, even though it sounds like another episode of another couple? Oh, Joey, we need to hear the rest. I'm sure everybody is itching. So let's do it. Let's get into it. Kyle comes back because they always do. do. And I'm like, hello. And he's like, I just like outpouring apologies. I'm so sorry. Blah, blah, blah. Here's some money. He pays us back a little bit of money. So now you're talking. Okay. You're showing. I can trust you by your actions. What happened with the bot? Is the bot better? RIP. I mean, the bot never came back, girl. The bot is gone. Okay. So what's he doing with his business now? So now he is in the CIA. Oh, Oh, for the love of the freaking lamb. (laughs) I stop. Somebody has to do it. It's a hard job. I know. So what is he doing in the CIA? (laughs) He doesn't know what he's doing in the crypto spying. Ah. Well, well. So here's the thing. So we part for a while, and then he comes back in 2020. The end of the end of 2021, 2022. At this point, I'm living in a small apartment with my son. I, you know, full time single mom thrown into that. I was wearing this brand new hat I had never expected to wear. Mm. I'm not a sociopath. I love kids. I love anything, you know, cute and cuddly and animals, but never wanted any. Always liked loving them and giving them back. So now I'm in this. You wanted to be a, you wanted to be the aunt, fun aunt. Aunt to everyone. <laughs> I love that. I, I never, ever wanted to be. A wow. So okay. So this was a surprise. I'm grateful I am now. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm in this headspace of just shock. Like I have this little like teeny tiny still in my arms baby. I'm in a small apartment by myself and my postpartum is real. Mm -hmm. Women who deal with this, it is real. I'm so grateful I had a support system. So Kyle starts to talk to me again. I'm in this place of just being completely just undone emotionally. Um, My son's father isn't living up on my own not living up to be who I thought he was going to be. And I'm just pretty vulnerable. And so he comes back and he tells me, I'm so sorry. And he throws me all the apologies and showers me with them, gives us some money, gives us some money. And I'm like, okay, you're, you're now you're, you're apologizing and you're giving money. And like when 2019, he wasn't very much of an apologizer. So it was, everything was kind of on me. It's your fault. So this time, this tone, I'm like, whoa, this is nice. Okay. It's a new person. Yeah. And you know, this world at that time, not only did I have postpartum, but I was like, the world was in chaos. So yeah, I was like, come on back in. Let's open the door. So he comes over and he um, makes me breakfast and he like love bombs me one morning randomly. 
and cooks me like this really nice omelet, although it was very manic and he did it really quick. And I was kind of like, turn off the burner. But I was like, he's here. He's doing, you know, he's like, you know, he's doing it. So that was sweet. And he says, you know, I just want you to know, like, you've always been the one since we kissed in front of my garage. And I'm like, oh, "Oh for the love. So since, you know, I met you in 2019, it's now 2023, like it was you when we kissed. And I'm like, you know, obviously that makes me feel good. So I'm like, okay. And he's owning up and saying sorry. And like, again, paid some money back. And so I was like, okay, this is kind of coming full circle. Comes back, love bombs me, and it's going well for that morning. And at that breakfast, I had mentioned to him how my ex was having trouble with his company, and my dad entrusted him with a large sum of money to save his company. And that's kind of like, I remember his eyes looking a little like, ooh, all right. And so he then was very receptive, and he was like, I kind of want to let you know that it's not all me. Like I'm not intentionally trying to be this dick, this in and out of the door, this like up and down with my emotions, but I've actually been going through it because I've been in the CIA this entire time. And I have had to do these tours and these operations that you couldn't even wrap your brain around. So he said that he would go overseas and he was doing black operations. So he was saying he was doing something sneaky and probably couldn't tell you everything is my guess. Yes. These are operations where you cannot, you're off the grid. You have no ID. You have nothing. Like if your body turns up somewhere, like it's off the grid. That's very convenient for a dogfish. Yeah, of course it is. Being in the CIA <laughs> is convenient for everyone because you can be like, oh, acting a fool. Well, this is why. Wow. Huh. Yeah. So, and apparently you have to have like a certain IQ to be in the CIA. He had it, you know, they call you, you don't call them like all that. And he said, the reason that I was so unhinged in 2019 when we were around each other is because I had gone on an operation before that where a child had a bomb strapped to them and I was the sniper and I had to take out the child. What? So it's not even like he's in the CIA doing techie money Two different things. reactions. Like. He's like a sniper? Does the CIA even have snipers? The bodies that he had taken out. Let me tell you what. Lots of bodies. That's what he's telling me. Because of course that makes you want to feel sorry for him. I mean, I felt a lot of things. I felt, should I be like around you? Should I be scared right? of you? That's kind of cool Come that on. you're taking out Ooh. bad guys. Come on. Yeah, so... He's trying to come back in my life. And he was like, you've been such a good person in my life. Literally one of the best. He's like, I trust you more than I trust anyone in my entire life. He's like, I want to start opening up to you and telling you about my operations and kind of bringing you along with me because I feel like you're the person who can go through it with me. And I don't want to be alone anymore. Mackenzie, are you okay? You're literally in tears right now. I'm not crying. You're crying. (laughs) We just got to hear the song Finch song that our producer Molly made for us. And Mackenzie sobbed (laughs) the whole time. So we did an ad on a previous episode about Songfinch, which is where you can like, if you want to show your special someone what they mean to you, you can put it in a song. And especially if if Tardis, like you can't find the right words. And so this is like the ultimate gift to me and Hannah. So our producer basically like 
did the thing where she completed the four-step process and created an original song. And all you do is tell them who the song is for and provide some like personal details, let them know what kind of song you want. And then you can pick an artist, you can get matched with the one. And they basically like, pour their heart into writing and recording and producing like an original real song, song for you. But it's a real song about And it's personal. Us. Like I want to like, I won't say all of it. It's so catchy. It's like the chorus is like, I'm so grateful for both of you. You're more than co-hosts. You're family too. Like it's so You guys, sweet. I'm d- sobbing. Like we, this is a literal real-time reaction. Like literally 30 seconds ago, we finished sharing the song and I was like, hit record. We need to record the ad. This was, what an incredible experience. That was so cool. I it's feel like- It's also a good it's, song. Like I'm, it's stuck in my head. I'm going to go listen to it on Spotify because there's an option when you get a song, you can have it put on streaming platforms so they can just listen. Anybody can listen to it. And I'm going to. Yeah. <laughs> You listen for Valentine's Day this year, you guys. This is a really like, I think this is so much better than flowers. Like, you can just put your heart on the line with this. This song is studio quality. Like, it sounds like it should be on the radio and it's unique to your relationship. And it only takes, like, I think she said four to seven days. And then, of course, the song lasts forever in my heart. You can also, the other add ons they have, they have a vinyl record you can get of your song. You can have like one of a kind. That would be so cool. How cute. You can like hang it on your wall. Oh my God. Or they do art with the lyrics. If you want that, obviously streaming services, we said it's so smart. And I also love it for the songwriters and the musicians to get to like, they're getting good work and practicing. I don't know. It's like the coolest platform for everybody. It's the only original music platform that guarantees you'll love your song too. So they'll work with you until you do. And they stand behind their community of very talented artists and very original songs. And they have made over 300,000 of them and now 300,001 because we love ours. If you want to hear our song, maybe we'll play it at the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah. If you want to hear it, to, like go to the very, very end of the episode. Like don't shut off the episode. Just let it go to the very end. And then you can listen to the song that Molly created for us. It's 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 amazing. I love it. Uh for a limited time, Songfinch is letting our Dating Detective listeners upload their song on Spotify for free so you can listen to your new favorite song anywhere you go. Go to songfinch.com TDD and start your song. After your purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, which is a $50 value. The offer is available to our listeners at our special URL, songfinch.com TDD. That's songfinch.com slash TDD. Don't wait. Get started now. So he's got this body count that's high. And he's like, you know, now he's like, I, I, you're one of the, I can't tell anybody this, but I trust you. So like now I feel important to someone who's supposed to be important. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, thank you for your service. <laughs> thank you so much, sir. So I was like, damn. I feel really important. Okay, let's do it. So now he's back in my life and I'm supposed to be supporting him on these missions. And he leaves the country to go on another one of these missions. And at this point now, I'm like the emotional support companion to him because he's not here. <laughs> he's I can't. He's over there. Wow. So, you know, but I'm also a mother, okay? And my son is now two and it's been some time. And so like, I have more boundaries as a person because you have to, right? Like you have to do that when you're raising someone. You just are like, I'm going to do all the things right because like I don't want them to be messed up, you know? So 
So I now have these boundaries that are a little more firm than when I did when it was just me and him. And, um, but I'm starting to bend them for him. And like one was like losing sleep because our time zones were different. So like I would be up texting him at night because he was in Afghanistan or he was walking across dead kids' bodies in Israel. Oh my. It's so detailed and it's so real to me. To you, it's like, that's fucking crazy. But to me, it's like, he's showing me things and he's like, delete that. You can't keep that. Da, da, da. Here's how you like make sure it doesn't show oh up on like God. your data on your phone. Like it's detailed. It's time framed. It's all these things. He's telling me how he's dragging these two men through the woods and their guts are hanging out and they're pleading to be saved. And I start to kind of go through this new journey with him where he is a part of this intricate system that is so important to our freedom. I felt like a sense of personal power and importance that I never had before. The fact that this person was confiding in me in these big, big deal events that most an average civilian wouldn't know. I almost felt like I was a part of this bigger purpose than myself. And so I got like so sucked into it. Anytime my phone would go off, I would be like, is that him? Is he good? You know, what's going on now? Because when you look at our world, it's in chaos. And so I was very much aware that things are not well. And so he had like the front seats to that overseas being involved in the things we see on the news, but on a certain level that's beyond the news, like not the average person doesn't get to have access to everything that's going on, but he did. And I did. And so I believed that I was a part of something really big and really important to the point where I felt almost brainwashed. I would leave my home and I would be on edge. I would be on guard. I would see everyone at this point as bad because he was filling my head with all of these things that were happening daily where people were being bombed. He was having to go into buildings and he was having to take out entire floors of people who were working on things that were supposed to be against the U.S. and going to be used to bomb the U.S. and to come over here and to start killing us and endangering our children. And again, I'm a parent. So to me, this really hit home. The level of things he was telling me where he would have to go like with drones, with different things, and they would literally take out and prevent bad things from coming over here. And I would be hearing about this day in, day out for six months to the point where it was almost a cult-like mindset where I was like, okay, I have the end. I'm I'm not superior to you, but I know more than you. So I'm a little smarter than you. And I wish people around me would understand, like we are all in danger. I had the mindset that from the time I went to bed till the time I woke up, like we're in danger. I have to protect my family and my son, but I'm not allowed to tell anybody what I know. So it felt like I was important, but I was alone. I feel you. So what happened next? So next I get really, really sick and I almost die. (gasps) What? what? But yes, so I get really sick and like I didn't realize like something he was providing me this whole time was like a distraction from my reality, not as a mother and the things I enjoyed, but from myself because my body was really, really sick. I felt horrible all the time. It's like I'm clinging to consciousness. I didn't know what was wrong with me. I had been going to doctors and doctors saying, I don't feel well. Something is wrong. Help me. And they're all like, you're young. Nothing's wrong. You're good. 
okay, no, because I end up fucking hospitalized for a week and almost dying. But well, okay. I don't like so that. what's wrong with you? Oh I'm my god. I'm sorry they didn't listen to you. Thank you. Yes. Always advocate medical gaslighting is a thing. It's real. So like if you feel like something's wrong, get a second, third, fourth opinion. I don't care. So as I'm being there for him, he's being there for me. And so it's like a mutual thing at this point. So I very much valued it and he knew what I was going through and he was supportive. And um, even with my son's father, he knew how to talk me through hard days with him, having to co-parent with him. Like, this is how, this is what you do. It'll be okay. Da, da, da. So like he was helpful this time around. So he is finishing his operations and he's due to come back. And um, before this happens in July, I get really, really sick, even more so. And I'm vomiting. I'm having diarrhea at the same time. If you think about how hard that is, you got to, I mean, there's one toilet. So what do you do? You just like get creative. So <laughs> shit's going everywhere. I'm turning yellow. I have pale lips. I'm telling my mom, if something happens to me, please be Aww. there for my son. I don't know. It's getting really weird. Things are getting weird. So I go to the hospital. It's near where we live. And I'm like, something's wrong. I'm doing all these things. This is what's going on. Help me. And they're like, oh, you have food poisoning. And I'm like, I for, ate I'm over sorry. a year. Oh, uh, what? Oh, for the love of the... Is he trying to poison you? Oh, my God. Is he? No, no, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, no. But, I, you know, a little plot twist. No. So we... At, Are you sure? Because that sounds wild. Girl, maybe maybe my son's father. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. With no. For legal, but for legal I, reasons, no. this is an entertainment-only show. <laughs> only. She was just fucking kidding. JK. Yeah, because... JK. So... They send me home with some medicine. It's like to coat your stomach. And because I do have a history of stomach ulcers, they're like, maybe it's another ulcer. I'm like, no one's ever taken me for a ride like this, but okay. So go home, continue living. I continue talking to Kyle. I'm supporting him while he's blowing up bodies, saving the world, doing all this shit. He's supporting me while I'm just trying to get through each day and not go unconscious because I feel like every day, like it's like holding monkey bars. You're going Ugh. across them when you're little. You don't have the strength to get all yeah. the way across. So at some point you drop. That's how I feel getting through my day. Like I'm just holding on. So, That's a great way to describe it. I feel like people will be able to relate to that feeling for relate. sure. I hope so. So that was July. So August happened. So now we're in August and I go back to the hospital because I now have a really high fever. I'm yellow. My lips are white. Um, and they're like, you perforated your colon and you're going septic. What? Oh my how did, God. How did that happen? So I don't know. So I, they all kept saying, we don't know how this happened. You're so young. We don't know why you perforated, how you perforated, but you did. You're going septic. If you don't get admitted now, your organs are on their shutting way to down. shutting down and you're going to die. And no one caught so, this until now. Thank God they caught it. Thank God, because when I went in in July... I only, and I don't want to be rude, like to any kind of like nurses, doctors, you, like, thank you for what you do. But like, it was a holiday. It was July 4th. The nurses I saw were really young and they seemed distracted. I even asked them because my mom's a nurse. So I know a little bit about stuff. I said, should I get a CT scan? And they said, those nurses in July said, no, you're good. Like, don't worry oh, about it. Like, I'm sure like, God, duh. So this time in August, the difference is I saw a doctor. And the doctor said, we're getting you a CT and we're doing it now. And that is how they saw I perforated. Oh my yes. God. So finally, yes, someone caught it. 
And the whole time Kyle is like on the phone, texting, he's there for Mm -hmm. me. He knows what's going on. Um, It's a whole thing. And he is a part of it. So I was grateful for that. I was sending him, you know, selfies with filters in my bed, (laughs) you know, like, hey, (laughs) you know, and feel that girl, feel that. So then he, you know, goes, you know, this is wild, but I'm actually on my way back from the operation and I too am in the hospital. And I'm like, you know, it can't just be you. It's got to be them too, you know? So I'm like, oh my God. So now I'm in the hospital, right? And I'm very, very ill. And now I am texting him, supporting him being in the hospital while I'm in the hospital, which by the way, he was never in the hospital. So, Uh, um, of course. Right. So he's sending me pictures of what is him in the hospital having to be stitched up. Something blew up, hit him. Da-da-da. Oh, my God. Oh. He was like, let me just make this about me a little bit. <laughs> so it's now becoming about him. But at the time, I'm just like, Fine. I cared for him deeply. I am a big fan of classic style comfort, but also like really good quality pieces. And I was like really excited when Quince and us got to partner with each other because Quince is kind of sums up all of that. It's like my go-to for luxury essentials, but at affordable prices. There have been so many items that I have found on Quince that I use on the daily. Like there's one bag, they have clothes, but they also have bags that I basically wanted from a name brand and I was eyeing it, but I didn't want to spend all the money on it. And then I got it on Quince and it's the same bag and it's just way more affordable. I use it every day. I'll tell you about it. DM me if you want it. But Quince offers a very wide range of high quality items at prices within reach. So, oh, I also got a cashmere sweater for $50, 100% Mongolian cashmere sweater. And they have washable silk tops and dresses and skirts. And there's like a long skirt that is so in right now that I really love that I got from them. And the best part is that all Quince items are priced like 50 to 80% less than the similar brand. So it's not just like a little bit better. It's a lot better. They like partner directly with the top factories. So they cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. So it's really a win-win for everybody. They have a just amazing staple pieces, like great quality pieces that you can dress up, dress down, wear with anything. No matter what you're into, I think you find the basics or the fun stuff that you can wear all the time for a long time. So you should give yourself the luxury you deserve with Quince. Go to quince.com slash TDD for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash T-D-D to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash T-D-D. And if you get anything, let me know what you got because I want to know. There's, It's so cute. So... Again, we have different time zones and so different time frames. So I am like having, I'm being up all night texting him. Even in the hospital? Because I'm worried about him. Yeah, even he's in the hospital now. I'm worried about him. I'm texting and making sure he's okay, whatever. And yeah, he's a full-time job at this point. Yeah, you're probably so stressed about him being in the hospital too. Yeah. You know, I care for him and I just want to make sure he's okay. So Time goes on. I get out of the hospital. They don't know if I'm going to have emergency surgery and have like half my colon taken out. They don't know what's if I'm going to perforate and end up back there. So that was all in August. And so in October, they said, we are going to go inside and look in your, do an endoscopy and a colonoscopy and look at everything. 
girl, this is like two months ago. Oh yeah. I'm still like, I'm a little PTSD from it. Cause yeah. they're like, this could happen again at any time. I'm so I'm glad like, you're okay. Right. Oh my God. Thank Same. you. Me. Me too. I got to live for my kid. I got to. But anyway. Okay. So time goes on and he says he's home and then he has to go back and he's home, has to go back and then he's home again. And so he's like, can I, can I come live with you? Like, I think it's important we be together because you know, I have intel that Russia and China are going to start bombing the United oh, States of America. The, this fucking guy. I can't. Yeah. Well, I wish I like talked to you, you know, because to me, I'm like, oh, I'm a little cracked out. Like, oh my God, we're all going to die. Okay. Like, what do I need to do? Well, like, I want my kid to live. He, he, well, also, and you're so vulnerable like, right yeah. now. Yeah. That, thank you. Like, I literally almost died. So to me, I'm like hypersensitive over everything. I feel like you're probably, you know that, you know that stage when you just wake up from a nap you didn't mean to take? You accidentally <laughs> fall asleep and, and then you wake like, up and you're like, it? Uh, I feel like you were constantly in that state. <laughs> right. Like, am I supposed to be in school right now in seventh you're grade like, when I'm like 30? Oh God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, where right and that's that's literally that's a great way to put it i like i was and so he's now telling me and again i fully believed he was in the cia he gave me things i thought were credible to see to experience and so i thought we're gonna die and there was a set date we were gonna die oh man oh my god were you like let's go in the like get the food rations and right. So he says to me, I need to live with you. I'm selling my home. And then I'm going to build us a really big cabin in the woods. I can take care of you and your son, your family, invite whoever you want to survive. They'll have to do their part. Like, okay. <laughs> Wait, um, so it's doomsday. He's like, he is preparing the bunker. There's true crime stories on this. You guys. Oh Girl, my God. I thought it was real. I thought we were going to die. How much time did you have left? Yeah. How much time did he give you guys until this attack? So he came and he stayed with me for one week. That was it. That was the end of October. And then um, Doomsday was supposed to be the first week of November on like a Thursday. We all were supposed to be dead. Like you guys included. Oh, so. wow. We're still here. Yay. So, yay. I thought I thought that if we weren't with him, that me and my family were going to die. And he, th- he thrived off of that. And I thought that for half a year. I thought that he was this, he made himself seem like he was a savior. I very much was brainwashed. At this point, he comes home and he's like, okay, I want to start staying at your house. And I said, okay, well, I'm in Florida right now for my cousin's wedding. I was like, you know, there's a key under the mat. Two of my neighbors are alternating, checking on my cat. I'll let them know you're coming in, da, da, da. And he said, just tell them I'll take care of her. And I said, are you sure? And he's like, yeah. And so I'm like, okay. So like, tell these people he's taking care of my cat. And I see him, I have cameras all around the outside of my house. I see him coming and going and bringing stuff and like settling in. And then like he calls me. And again, like now I'm out like of town in Florida for a wedding. I'm now like around people having to like, you know, be on the phone. And he's like, you know, I'm so sorry. I'm having a moment. I need you right now type of things. So we're going through the PTSD now that he's home. Okay. So... I say, okay, you got to make it till I get there. I'll get there midweek. So this was Monday. I get there Wednesday. I come back and my friends and neighbors had to keep helping me with my cat because he just wasn't coming to my home like he was supposed to. I noticed it wasn't very like routine. It was very a mess. Yeah, and you were like- And I just attributed it to 
he has all PTSD. He's all messed up. He's all tired. You know, the world's lag. gonna end soon. So he I might come, be stressed. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the world's gonna end. So I come in and my house is completely disheveled. I had left it very clean. There was beer cans everywhere. Oh. Um, his big military gun was like in my home, just right there. He left it. He wasn't even there. He's like leaving his stuff. Just out? He he was coming and going from his house. Oh. And so I... Oh, right. He moved in. I forgot yeah. about that. He was moving in so he could sell his home so we could be together in the woods and survive. Of course. <laughs> so I, at this point, like my mom, you know, she's kind of worrywart. She's like, do you think he has a little bit of like crazy? Maybe you should like keep him separate from your son. So I kept my son away from it and I'm glad. Um, so he would go to daycare and then we'd stay at my parents at night. Um, because I wanted to give him time, Kyle, to like decompress. So yeah. I'd be here with him and he would be drinking and doing drinking a lot. And he told me, you know, I don't drink anymore to cope. So that was weird to me. That was like, okay, this is a red flag. Obviously it's bad. It's bad. And and he, this was also the week I was due to go back to the hospital and get checked to make sure like my hole in my colon is fully healed. I'm not going to have emergency surgery and have my colon taken out. And so all in the same week that he's moving in, that I'm not home for half of it. And I come back and he said, I'm going to help you. I'm going to be helpful. I'm going to be there. And it wasn't any of that. So it was very much me cleaning up after him, him flipping out, him like having to manically move his gun from my house to my parents' house to his house. Just very weird energy. And so I prep for this operation where they go in both ways and they look and you have to literally not eat yeah. for 24 hours. You have to drink all this stuff. You have to empty everything out. It's miserable. And instead of him taking care of me, I'm taking care of him. So I just thought, you know what? I'm going to go to the hospital. I'm going to do the do and he could just stay home. And he's like, no, I want to go with you. So we go to the hospital. My mom's with us. And um, he's like rubbing up on my leg under my hospital gown in my one little cot bed. And I'm already hooked up to an IV. And I'm like, can you just, we're with my mom in like a hole, like a little tiny room. Can you not? Can we not? But I didn't, I couldn't say it because she's there and I didn't want to freak out. And there are nurses. Yeah, you're like, so. Oh my God. Yeah. And he's telling, starting to tell stories about bodies he's killing while we're in this little room around all these nurses who are starting to get nervous looking at each other. Like, do we need to call security? First of all, just to make it clear, like a lot of people who have gone through that, they don't like talk about it. Like they're bragging about it. Like a lot of them won't even talk about it. They won't even acknowledge it. And I would think that if he was right. black ops, like he wouldn't be allowed to talk about it. No, he's not. Cause he's not black ops. He's an idiot, but go ahead. <laughs> Right. So again, like we're in a little room and like he is only talking to us, but like he's talking loudly and they don't do that. And so like everyone could hear it. And I was like, oh my God, I just want to like disappear and I can't. So everything happens. It's like a five, six hour thing. We're done. We come home and he's like, let's lay down. Let's rest. My son's still at daycare. And he was supposed to make me this big meal. I hadn't eaten in days. Nothing. Ugh. He's like, can you get me a beer? And I'm like, oh, this is not going to be my life, girl. So hell to the no, I can't get your damn beer. What's wrong with your legs? It's funny. All, all of all of the things he said were like, yeah, yeah, that sucks. That sucks. And then he says that. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Put me over the edge. Get you a beer. <laughs> Do you want a sandwich too, motherfucker? Yeah. No, no, no. Right. Leave that out, Molly. That was a little aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> These are not words I typically use. I liked it. 
<laughs> Mother trucker is what I say, <laughs> but you know. So I just get so frustrated. I'm really technically not supposed to drive, but I did. I said, I'm, I, you enjoy your slumber. I'm going to go. So I leave. I go to my parents. I'm done. Like I just needed space, you know, whatever. Next day, come back. My son is with his father, I think. And I'm like, I'm done. I've had it. And I'm like, okay, I have a whole meltdown. And I'm like, this isn't going to work for me. Like things have to change if you're going to stay here. And like, I just have a whole fucking moment. And he's like, okay, just teach me. You just got to tell me I'll do it. And I said, for one, you're going to stay in the other room and get out of my bed because I need my space back. Your shit's everywhere. And we just go over it and we have a moment and he's like, all right, I hear you and we'll do it. But my heart kept saying like, kick him the fuck out of your house. That's your gut. That's your gut. That's your gut. Fem tuition. Thank you. And <laughs> right. When you got the fanny flutters, that's your gut. <laughs> right. And the flutter fannies were fanny. <laughs> and so I was just like, this is my life. I'm stuck. So, so then the next day he leaves to help my dad move my brother into a new place. He leaves. He goes with my dad to help my brother move. He's like, can you keep my phone? And I said, sure. And so to rewind, when he was overseas, he's like, I know you've been through so much and, you've, and you just don't trust. So here's my passcode. Remember it if you ever need to use it. And I was like, oh, no, no. Okay. All right. I feel like if he handed you his phone, he was like, ask, he was like, he wanted you to go through it. I don't think he remembered that, you had a- that he gave me that. And I'll tell you why. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. What are some things you want to keep the same about yourself or your life in 2024? Around New Year's, we get obsessed with how to change ourselves instead of just expanding on what we're already doing right. Maybe you finally organize one part of your space. You want to tackle another. Maybe you're taking your supplements every morning and now you want to actually eat breakfast too. (laughs) I'm so bad about eating breakfast. Therapy helps you find your strengths so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. I'm not someone who's crazy about resolutions, but that's why I love BetterHelp. I love BetterHelp because I feel like I take more accountability for how I'm thinking about things and how I'm managing my thoughts. I always talk about being an overthinker. You guys know this about me. I hate it so much. And so there's just so much more accountability with BetterHelp. I have the tools and the resources that I need to help maintain my thoughts and actually focus on the things that I can do great this year. I know January, New Year, everybody wants to change stuff, but you can also keep things the same and just manage them a little better. And that's what BetterHelp does for me. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and it suits your schedule really well. Trust me, you can set your own schedule and change your appointments anytime you need to. And you can message your therapist at any time. You can change your therapist at any time and it makes it really comfortable for you. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com slash TDD today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash TDD for the dating detectives. So he leaves and his phone's like, ding, ding, ding. And I'm just like, okay. And I look at it and I'm just like, oh, that's Gmail. That's this. Nothing sus. Finally goes off and there's like a woman snapping. And I'm like, this is my in. Bing, bing, bing. And I like go in the phone and I don't go to the snaps. I go to his messages. I don't know why. I guess Fem Tuition led me there. And there's this woman. There's this woman. 
And she is in the top of his messages with a pretty picture and a little picture of a dog that looks like his dog. And what I find in these texts is like months and months and months of texts back and forth. Like these people look to be from these texts in a committed relationship. And then also in the text, he's talking about me and what's been going on in the past week. But all of it is just like, it's similar to what's going on, but it's not the truth. Wait, like texting or like in this picture? Well, what do they say on their conversation? He was taking pictures, side pictures, bad pictures of my mom. And he, when we were at the hospital, because that was just the day before. And he's like, I hate having to be here. I'm so hungry. Mind you, he was all by me in my bed with my IV saying, did they put it in right? Telling this, this lady, I hate being here. I'm tired. I don't want to be here, babe. I just wish I could be with you. Like, Oh, total. my God. And he took a picture of my mom and this, it should have been it for me anyway. And he said, this old heifer. And I said, fuck no, we're done. So I call the number. I don't think twice. I call the number on my cell phone. I call this woman and I say, I'm sorry. I take a gasp. I'm like, here we go. Hi, is this so-and-so? And she says, yes. I say, I'm so-and-so. Have you heard of me? She goes, the old employee from 2019? <gasps> I go, yes. Yes, I am. Yeah. And also. I said, I said, well, I was supposed to be, but I never really got paid and da-da-da and da-da. And I said, but yes, yes. I said, did you know that Kyle has been staying at my house? Chris's house? No. Uh, my house, my house, Joey, do you know he's been with Joey? And she was like, oh, this mother, you know, so. Wait, so what did she think was happening when he was at the hospital with you? Maybe he told her that you were like an ex that like begged him to be there for you. Like, Does she know that she's a CIA wife? I have so many questions. Girl. <laughs> uh, so Molly, bring her out. Is she here? I wish. <laughs> no. I tried very hard to get her here, y'all, and I think she got back. With, I think she got back with him. <gasps> Joey! I can't. I can't you know, make it up. It's oh, fine. That's, no. Listen, I love that for them. Have the day you deserve. I don't know what to tell you. Like, do we need to show up there? Do we need to go get her? No, <laughs> no, no, because girl, it's in the Lord's hands now, sister. It's in the Lord's hands now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I am now on the phone with this woman and who seems very mature. Like she's so mature. She's well-spoken. And the home that he had, the whole reason he got in my home is because his home was beautiful. It was well-kept. It was like even the bushes were bushed and it all looked great. Because she bushed the bushes. Yes, she fucking did. Oh. <laughs> so none of it was his. It was all her oh, home. No. The dogs he had were all hers. He had three. I kept asking, when are they coming to my home? Because they were supposed to integrate here. He said he gave them away to people. I thought that was very oh, strange. Because like, boy, you don't just give your pets away. So anyway, it started adding up. The very beautiful, uh, like 20-something white Audi was hers. Everything was hers. None of it was his. His name wasn't on anything. So. Oh, my God. So she thought I was Chris. She thought that he was staying with a guy named Chris and his girlfriend. She thought Chris's girlfriend was having an operation done at the hospital. And keep it she close even to the brought truth. him to- You keep the lie close to the yeah, truth. That's what I'm saying. She even brought him to my home. So she was outside of my home in her beautiful little <gasps> Audi dropping him off. She was that close to the truth. The audacity. Oh, my gracious. 
And they were in a <laughs> relationship, like what the nature of their relationship. Three years. Okay, was like three a serious relationship. Lived together, lived together for two, been together for three. Um, oh, all their bills are together. She my. said, not only do I have a full-time job, I have a second part-time job to take care of everything. All he does is sit on his ass and drink. All <gasps> and, and and work yeah. for that. He has that CIA salary though, too. <laughs> and for, for real. Yeah, no, he's busy. Oh, so that's where he I, is when he's on all these operations, of course. I said to her, I said, wait, wait, wait. I said, He's been overseas. He's been to Gaza. He's been to like, it was like Japan or somewhere and all these other places and blah, blah, blah. And he stepped over the bodies and like, even to like the level of sickness he went to because, oh, you know, he knows I have a son. He's like, they were all I, all I could see was your son, Joanna. And I just like, it got weird, y'all. It he got used bad. everything against you. Okay. I was in a cult. I was in a little mini cult. Like I genuinely believed we were going to die and everyone else was crazy and stupid and like should be preparing. Wow. To. So we stay on the phone for two hours and we align all of our things. And I'm like, you know, no, this day he was in the rainforest dragging these guys. Their guts were hanging out. He was trying to save them. She's like, she was like, Joey, we were literally 20 minutes up the road at the vet taking my dogs. God. Like, why would you, like, oh, just to be such an extreme liar. Like, it's just, a, that's a big lie, you guys. That's, remember, remember the the lying experts on the our show experts. from before? Uh, this is not normal. This, this is a big lie. This is what's a big, this is a not normal. This is a big lie. <laughs> it was literally, everything was a lie. What did she say when you asked about the crypto losing money situation? Like, was he like never even in crypto? <laughs> so, he owes hundreds of thousands of thousands of that. I don't even want to know how much he actually owes to businesses he's conned. He's conned businesses, people, his own family. His his girlfriend told me his own family has cut him off and won't speak to him because he has screwed all of them over, like his wow. blood. Did she, did the long-term person, did she not know about the crypto scam? She did. She did. And she literally said she has been working overtime to help pay back debts to some <gasps> scary big people. No. Are you serious? Why isn't he in jail? I don't know. I don't know how he's not. Here's the thing. This person, and here's the problem. I'm nervous as like a parent. Like, you know, I don't want to say kid. it all, but like yeah. I live by myself. Yeah. He knows where I live. Yeah. And now I find out that literally down to his gun is fake. His gun was a paintball gun. Oh my God. It looked like. Bless it, Jesus. No Bless it, Jesus. Way. Bless it, Jesus. I can't. Wait, he is an actor. This he... conversation's over. We're the... Goodbye. Thank <laughs> you for listening. Goodbye. I... What? It comes full circle because I'm talking to this woman again for two hours. And like the, the. The roommate really upset. Like, I never felt settled with that because it's fem tuition. And um, that he had in 2019, the really beautiful the volleyball, volleyball player, player yes. who is now like a realtor, like good for her. <laughs> you know, you do your homework. But so, because again, she cut him, she cut him off too. Shocker. And so I'm like, you know, so the girlfriend's telling me that she cut him off too. And I don't have to even guess what happened there. And she said that was his girlfriend. That was not that. Well, she was a sugar baby turned girlfriend. Yeah. So she happened right before me. So I think he was taking all of our money because he was he was giving this girl a lifestyle. <gasps> I think he paid for her to go overseas to play volleyball. I think he was paying for all of her Lululemon that I can't even, I haven't even owned one. It's like expensive. And it was like a whole closet threw up a Lululemon. So 
when I spoke to his girlfriend and she, we were lining up events and I was telling her things on my end and she was telling me things on her end and he never was overseas. He never saved anyone, killed anyone, drug any bodies, walked over dead kids in Israel. I was literally sick to my stomach. I could have fell to my knees. I was like, who the hell did I let in my life? I felt violated on a level that I have never even experienced before. It took me a very long time. It's only been a few months. It's not been that long. It's been like almost four months. And I'm still like to think of him, I want to vomit because it was such a real emotional event of just, you don't lie about your identity in a way that makes someone scared. I was scared to go out of my home because I thought that the world was ending and you're the one that did that. Who are you? Really? At this point, like he has trash bags on trash bags of his stuff in my home. I know he's going to be home in three hours. So I call my other neighbor. Well, I don't call her. I have to like go walk and talk to her because I keep his girlfriend on the phone this whole time. I want her to feel like she's a part of it. I want her to like, I don't know. She's shocked. I don't want her to say anything yet because he's with my dad, my little Sicilian dad who I don't want to piss off. And I just, you know, want him to finish helping him and come Uh back. So I keep her on the phone. I now talk to my neighbor. She is a badass, awesome lady, stories of her own. And she's been through it. You know, we all, a lot of people have with a narcissist, psycho person. And she's like, uh-uh, girl, we getting all his shit out. You better, let's do it. Because again, I had the operation stuff the day before. I had biopsies taken all out of my stomach, all out of oh, my- Oh, you're probably a mess. I can't believe all of this is happening at the same time. At, all in my colon. I'm not allowed to lift anything or I can perforate. So I'm in this position where I have to get these huge trash bags out. So many of them, I don't know how many, and I can't lift them. So it's thank God for my neighbor. She's so sweet. She's so skinny too. And like, I don't know how she did it, but she she's did She's like, it. and so that, she's like, when a mom lifts a car, when their kid gets stuck under the car, yes, she's like, I got yeah. you. She's I like, got yeah. you. Not today. <laughs> she, that's it. That's the energy. Not today. We're getting his shit out. Uh-uh, I will be here when he comes back. You get in your car. You Yeah, she gave me the whole, and I'm just like, yes, 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 okay. So I pack up all his stuff while well, my neighbor does, and we line it up in my yard. I took a picture to remember, and he comes back, and I had texted my dad at this point. I said, this is what's going on, and I was so disappointed because now, again, this person, Kyle, has lied to my dad again, and I'm just like, come on. Like, my dad is my world, really? So I have to tell him again, like, he's not who he says he is, this bullshit, which my dad thought, but he was giving it the benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. And so he pulls up, my dad like drops him off. My dad waits and he looks at my yard and he looks at me and like his, his face, like the blood drains, like you just see it go. And he's like, what's going on? And I'm like, I'm in my car at this point. We're fully doors locked. I like do the window just a tad bit, like an inch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my neighbor's like, you got this girl, you got this. And she's like walking away because she like stayed with me until the point he came back. And I hang up with his girlfriend and I'm just like, I know who you are. I know there's no CIA. I know you weren't overseas. I don't know why you took advantage of me like this, especially while I have a child. This is no more. You are no more. You are not welcome here. I will pay for your Uber because I know you have no money. And the very last thing he said to me before I pulled away was, I am in the CIA. But I am in the CIA. Dun, dun, dun. I can't. The delusion 
he is Delulu. So that was the very last communication. Like, do you know anything else about him or is that it? Like done where we don't, nothing. You guys, so uh, I went into freaking panic heart attack mode because Joey just like disappeared. And I was like, is she done with us? Like we weren't she done. She us hanging. Then, like he said, what did he say? The last words he said was, I'm, I'm still in the CIA. Still in and the then CIA. like she hung up. Or I am and in so the I CIA. was like, no, that's so her, her thing died. So she, she's back now though. So, so the last thing he said to you was I'm really in the CIA and that was it. And then, so we don't know. So you don't know nothing else then now, like we're done. Like he's, he's done. I, I am so done. The lifestyle he had was all a lie. Yeah. He's a a real dogfish. Dogfish. Major dogfish. And so this girlfriend you think is back with him? Because this happened, y'all, we're recording this the end of December. And so this didn't, this is recent. Right. November, right? This was the beginning of November, end of October. So, um... I told her, I said, listen, I'm, I'm going to reach out. I'm going to possibly do this. Their, you know, their platform is amazing and it's healing and it's supportive for these kinds of circumstances. Yeah. I was like, you know, you, you should really come on. You're welcome. And I think it would be healing. And I, I want you to be a part of it if you want to. And she's like, keep me informed and let me know. And so I said, okay. And so each step of the process, I told her, okay, like now we're here. And you know, now it's time to you maybe want to reach out and we can reach out together and talk and da, 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 and like she just ghost nothing. <gasps> so I think they're back together. It's in the Lord's hands now. Well, if you're listening, we're we hope you're safe and okay and sorry if you're not. And we're here yeah. for you, you from can afar. Still come here and like we will yeah. we'll back you up. It's fine. Yeah. Wow. He I sounds would- like a mastermind. He sounds like you, you wait. You referring to it as like you were in a mini cult is so interesting. I was. We watch all our cult documentaries. You know, we hear about like, oh my yeah. god, this guy like convinced all of these people to have sex with him and blah blah blah. Like, or believe that yeah, the world is going to end or whatever it is. All these conspiracy yeah. type theories that they use to wrap you in. I don't know. Say more about that tactic. What they do is they place themselves on a platform where they are impenetrable. I think that's I, I like not, you know. Like, yeah, I gotcha. Um, mm-hmm. And, and yep. they can do no wrong and they are, they are the savior. So it's a savior complex. So he, yes. in my eyes, literally, he would tell me when he was in my bedroom, he said, we're good. If anyone broke in, I've already assessed your room. Anything in here is a weapon and I could kill them and save you. I mean, it was like, I was like, okay, I'm good. Like all I have to do is call Kyle and I'll be saved because he really had me thinking that we were all doomed and that he was the savior. And that you need to keep him around. There's the cult. There's the cult. Like this didn't happen overnight. Like this happened over years. So like, wow. it's been like yes. four, four or five years of him. Like making me think he's this person who has all of these almost godlike traits they make themselves godlike and there's there's one you know there's one god this isn't like you know a church session but they're not it they think they're yeah it's like a prophet like they you just follow me and you'll be okay and i think that's what it's like for people to be in cults and people have to be so careful if someone can dedicate this much time to you Like, what are they actually trying to get from you? Because not only was I talking to him around the clock, he was talking to me around the clock. And so I didn't question it. Another thing is like, I should have questioned things. I shouldn't have just been like, okay, because I want you to like me. I'm not going to question you. 
No, you're allowed to question to protect yourself, you know? Absolutely. What do you think? Like, what was it about him that made you so fearful to question him? I never wanted to question him because I didn't want to push him away. I was afraid if I question you, you're not going to like me anymore and you're not going to want to talk to me. But I should have questioned him because I could have prevented such a long, prolonged period of time where my mindset got to a point that was not healthy for me. And it wasn't healthy for anyone in my life, not where like I was necessarily going to harm myself or others, but where I just, I, I thought I was going to be happy being closer to him, but because of how fearful he made me, I was, um, I was miserable. Like I, I thought we all were going to die. And then I had to like keep talking to him because I wanted, I was like, he's the way we're going to live. Like I have to continue this relationship even when I was past the point of really like, is this good for me? Because I thought he was going to save us and he was going to protect my son. That's crazy. I'm like, this guy, I want to call his mama. I know it hasn't been that long since all of this happened, like just a couple months, but we always like to check in on our guests. Like, how are you doing now? How have you like worked to recover from all of this? To move forward from this, I mourned it in a way. And that's going to sound really weird, but you have to remember, I thought I was a part of something big and real and important for the grand scheme of things and for people in general. And that again is kind of where he got me to begin with. He knows I like helping people. He knows that I'm interested in like how people are. And I thought we were like going to save the world somehow, you know, like, I don't know. I was a little sidekick on the phone, but he was, I thought he was doing these things. And so when I found out it wasn't real and then I had to move forward from it, I grieved in a way. It's almost like an identity. Like when a sports player is done with their long career of playing ball and that's what you've done your whole life and you're on big screens and you're making people's day by like being the team they love and then you're done. Like, what do you do now? Like, I literally was like, what, what, what do I do now? Like, I am now left with this emptiness and this sadness because I actually wasn't a part of anything ever. And I was taken advantage of on a level that I've never experienced. So I think therapy is important. I think everyone should be open to that. It doesn't mean you're weak. It means you're strong. You want to work on yourself and you want to learn tools that this professional has to provide you. Besides being sad and disappointed, I'm going to tell y'all I am relieved he's out of my house. So it's a lot of different feelings, okay? And relief was a big one too. Good riddance, goodbye, don't call me. And... I'm just kind of moving forward. I'm not going to lie. I am kind of nervous to date. I'm nervous like are people who they say they are, but that is again why I'm interested in getting in therapy because I shouldn't be robbed of the opportunity to date someone. If you go through this, you shouldn't be robbed either. Okay. There are good people. So we're just working on that right now, honestly. I'm glad you're on the road to recovering from all of this, but yeah, the dating again thing is so, so hard, but you deserve love you deserve to find that for real. You know, and it's sad you have to say that. And we learned from our pathological lying experts from a previous episode that most of the time, like people are generally not lying, right? Like people lie about little things throughout their day, but these, what are, what they call big liars are these people who have like these whole blown full out wild dogfish, but it's okay. It's okay to 
like I have to say this, I think because it, it pertains to me, but it's okay to not believe people. But I think most people in general are like, yeah, he's not lying. Like, it's fine. And maybe, maybe they are like, they, everybody thinks I'm being dramatic, but hello, I have a podcast about this. Like, do you know what I mean? Like it happens. It's for realsies. No, we're, we're, I feel like we're constantly trying to find the balance between yes. opening ourselves up to people and also protecting ourselves. And I guess like that's you have just to trust okay. them like, at the end of the day, like you have no choice. Like you're, if you're going to get hurt, you're going to get hurt, whatever, but you can arm yourself with knowledge and finding out as much as possible about someone, in my opinion, should be okay. Other people might argue and say, no, that's too much. It's ridiculous. Like you should get to know them organically. Well, let me tell you, and organically, I, I'm going to run a background check. So there's that. Yeah. And also if you have nothing to hide, then you're okay with it. <laughs> yeah. And if it helps my peace of mind, it lets me sleep at night. That's what I want to do. This guy is what he, this guy, the CIA fella. I can't. Well, thank you so much again. You're beautiful. We really appreciate you coming on the show. You're so sweet and funny. And I hope that, yeah, I hope this was like a cathartic experience because you deserve to move on. Yes, it was. Uh, thank you guys so much for having me. Um, How are you feeling? <laughs> I mean, how is that everybody was feeling? Nuts. You guys, I told you it was like a whole nother episode, kind of, but not really, but kind of, right? That's so culty. It was so culty. Let's start there. Let's talk about the cult tactics he essentially mm -hmm. used to manipulate one person, like a cult. It was like of the one. little cop of horrors episode. Yeah, same thing where he, that guy, like, oh my God, made her think she was, he like manipulated her whole reality. He did. And it like, that is the legit definition of like gaslighting. Like you're totally making someone feel like their reality is not their reality. Like you're totally trying to manipulate their whole entire reality. It's crazy. At first, the CIA, crazy. He's like texting her. I can't with him texting her from like the battlefield. From like, the battlefield. I, I'm like, the image I have in my head is ridiculous. But it was interesting that that time difference I mean, it was a bullshit time difference, but it was like keeping her up. So she was, she was sleep deprived, which is all. Mm -hmm. Fear mongering, like creating all this fear. Mm -hmm. And then, so it's like, yes, of course, sometimes it seems like this might've, it, because it's an episode of a podcast, it moves fast, but I, it makes sense to me that it grew so slowly. So by the time he was like, we need to go to the bunker, she's been manipulated all the way up to that point. It's not like he's coming out of the blue. Like, And she trusts what she knows. Like her perception is her reality, like what he manipulated her to think. And so she trusted him. But I don't like how he was using her kid mm -hmm. to be like, oh, the world is ending. All, I care about your child. I want to make sure you your child is safe. Bunker. I'm such a bunker. hero. Yeah, that was crazy. Like that is so manipulative, awful. Like I feel- But he's I smart. Feel, oh. He knows what he's doing. They all- freaking do. And she was so vulnerable and in, in a position of being a single mom all of a sudden and needed something. And I, I thought that was powerful. What she said where she just like needed something bigger to be than a part herself. Of something bigger. Yeah. But it's that vulnerability too, right? That vulnerability really puts you in a position where you really do believe things that may not be true just because of that vulner that vulnerable state that you're in. I read a book actually about, uh, religious nonprofit. And that's, um, this is not me. I'm, I grew up Jewish. Like I'm not making a statement against religion, but the book was talking about how this particular group 
their whole method of gaining membership was not based in like their belief system and their religion, but it was based in looking for vulnerable people who had just moved to the area and didn't have any friends and didn't have any connection they to anything. They can victimize them easily. And, and yeah, and then they would say like, this is a really big, good cause. And that person would feel important by getting involved. And then, so they didn't start by believing in the religion or the cause, but they grew to that because it was like filling a need in their life. But that's what it reminded me of, where it's just like taking advantage of somebody's vulnerability. And we have to have sympathy for the people that, latch on to that because she wanted a partner that was taking care of her. And then when she realized it wasn't true, then she felt just like worthless, like meaningless, like she mm. wasn't really a part of anything. And that must be like when you go that high and you think you're doing so well and really you haven't done anything, like how meaningless must she have felt? And just like, you know, it's just it's that's part of the cult behavior. It's awful. I cannot wait. You're so right. Yeah. The the feeling of like everything I thought about this. <laughs> well, this is every episode. Like everybody has to go through that morning of like, was my relationship real? Was the world really going to end? Was like, you know what I mean? Whatever it is, whatever they had you believing, mm -hmm. I'm sad now. People wrote on Instagram, but definitely wrote on Patreon about how much the weaponizing of autism bothered them. And I just want to like- Oh, that made me so mad. I just want to concur. Like I want that audience who really felt that in their souls to know that we're with you and that is not, not, not okay at all. And like, we talked about it last week, but it just, it needs to be said again because it's like devastating to take any community and- Make them, make them, Weaponize like it. represent them like that. Like that's just mm -hmm. disgusting. And one person was like, he didn't even. I they don't think he was actually autistic at all. I don't know. Anyway, I love getting those messages from people. And I'm wondering, like, I wonder how many people. I think there's a lot of our listeners who are going to be like, was there any like legal ramifications oh, yeah. for this guy? And like, just so you guys know, th like this guy scammed like hundreds of hundreds of women, right? So we looked into there it. There are. Yeah, there's tons of cases out against this guy. There are many other victims. Like this guy, he used a lot of tactics. Like he used revenge porn. Like this guy's in freaking sane. To piggyback off that, we have some possibly good news. If you're curious about this story further and this awful dogfish, we want you to let us know because we could possibly talk to some of the other women who have been scammed by him and get their story. It's like kind of crazy how many people have come out of the word work with this one. Well, and also if this sounds familiar, you think you might I know. Like, be Let a part know. of this or something like, I want to know if you're like, oh my God, this sounds so familiar. Like I know this guy or whatever, like let us know. But if this is like, if you want to hear more about this, will you let us know? Because we're always, obviously your feedback is so important to us and we want to know what our listeners want to know. So if you want to know more about this guy, let us know and we will pursue it further because that's you know, you're, that's yeah. what you want to hear. That's what we're going to give you. So. Comment. If you recognize, unfortunately, the story, if you know more about crypto, if you have experiences that this resonates, or even if you just have thoughts, comments, concerns, questions, emojis. Let us know. We want to know what you know. <laughs> Tell Send us, us everything you know. <laughs> yeah, this one was a lot, but I really love Joey and she was very sweet and vulnerable and just a great person. And I hope she, and also I'm very happy for her that she's, Got her son. Same. And that that. I love it. Is a blessing out of quite a crypto curse, if you ask me. <laughs> it's a crypto baby. No, he's not the crypto baby. He's not baby. the crypto he's baby. 
<laughs> Anyways, um, so make sure you're emailing us um, with your suggestions and your stories. Um, our email address is say our I don't know our email address. Hannah, can you say our email address? <laughs> aye, aye, Captain. Okay. <laughs> investigate at the dating detectives podcast.com and we're on socials <laughs> at dating detectives podcast <sighs> and on patreon which we've got a live oh we just did our live but we're gonna do another live next month but it's fun <laughs> we did a cool episode this week on patreon where we read submissions from people we had a lot of fake pregnancy stories come in the fake pregnancies are crazy <laughs> yeah so our page our so our patreon our patreon episode that we recorded we had the the fake pregnancy thing and i just feel like we these are stories that like we we kind of like to try and see if you guys want us to dive into them more so you really get a say in you know the kind of content we're putting out so and like i said the patreon's only five dollars a month so it's worth it is it worth it? No, 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 no. But it hand out. Snurf and the Miffus something. <laughs> I think you nailed it. Those are the literal <laughs> words. It's fine. <laughs> I think it was a thing, like, if you said it backwards, it was some, I don't know. Yeah, it means, means something. Let us know what the Missy Elliott song <laughs> means backwards, everybody. We don't know. It's fine. That's the real purpose of the Daily Detectives. Just cracking the codes of... <laughs> Missy Elliott songs. <laughs> we're losing it. Okay, we're done. We're done. We, we're we're done. Oh, and if you want to listen to the song Finch song that our producer got for us about our little pod family, stick around, and we're going to play it right after this. Okay. Have a good day. <laughs> we love you. We, really we love you so much. And as always, you guys, trust your Finch. Bye. company making morally ambiguous reality tv i couldn't see the way ahead without quitting the industry so i started the podcast all my dreams but i knew i needed to find the perfect team who would have thought i'd find a pi like you through tiktok straight away I can't believe it's been a year We've built an audience of 50,000
apart We record remotely But I love how we end up Staying on the call Chatting and laughing For longer than we record Cause we're soul sisters through and through There's nothing for you That I wouldn't do You help me make my dreams come true I can't tell you enough How thankful I am for you Without the dating detectives Life wouldn't be the same Without both of you And to see the impact it's had Upon other women It really is, it truly is A dream come true I'm so grateful for Look what we've created.